You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Horn Frogs, your daily TCU podcast. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Thank you for joining me. It is Thursday, and we continue to roll along here during the week uh, as we push towards fall camp. We are getting closer to that season opener against Duquesne, which is exciting. Uh, in today's episode, in this first segment, we're going to talk about a position battle that I find intriguing over the next few weeks of camp. And then um, I'll let you hear some audio. Garrett Wallow spoke to the media at Texans camp yesterday, so I'll let you uh, listen in to some of that. Uh, and we'll also just sort of peek around at some of the other TCU players that are rookies that are in training camp right now and how they're doing, mainly Trayvon Merrig there in Las Vegas. I used to work with Q who now lives in Vegas and hosts Locked on Raiders. And uh, he had some good intel for me as, as far as how Trayvon's doing and um, what he's been up to so far in training camp. But starting out, let's discuss um, – this actually came up yesterday, and Gary Patterson spoke about it over the weekend. Jeremy Clark had some good intel on it on 247 Sports on Horn Frog Blitz. I'd encourage you to subscribe to that website if you'd like to read more in depth on it. I won't um, you know, take any of that, but I, I will say – that there's a battle going on for backup quarterback. Nobody has emerged quite yet. And I think that's a, a concerning thing if uh, someone doesn't kind of shake out as the guy before the season. And, and what I mean by that is this. Chandler Morris obviously transferred in from Oklahoma during the offseason. And there was a lot of excitement around that. There was, honestly, like, I thought he might be somebody that could push Max a little bit. That hasn't been the case at all. I was wrong about that. Um, It was pretty obvious that Max was the guy from the jump, and Gary has mentioned Duggan's leadership skills over the past few months, which I think is a good sign for the team moving forward. Uh, And I feel like that's good news, that he is at least in practice during these reps showed that he's the guy and he's the best guy for the job. But I really thought, okay, at the very least, Chandler Morris is a backup. That'll be good depth behind Duggan. That'll be somebody who can um, come in if he, if he needs to, even if Max was struggling in a certain situation and he needed somebody to bring in some relief for a little bit, he would be a good option. Because we saw last year Matthew Downing just really struggled. I mean, he, he struggled – when he had to play in that Iowa State game in the first half, he kept him in the game, but the offense was not nearly as dynamic. When he came, when he had to come in against Kansas State, it was a disaster. And I honestly think uh, if he would have played better and kept them competitive in that contest, then Max probably doesn't get back in there because it looked like he was pretty obviously hurt and he shouldn't have been playing. Uh, but he toughed it out because they just couldn't move the ball and. Matt actually threw a pick six, and that really changed the dynamic of that football game. But he was he was the guy he was back up last year, and it put a lot of pressure on Max. I think to play through maybe some bumps and bruises that in a typical season, if you had someone who you trusted more, he might be able to get some more rest and recover a little better. Well, Chandler Morris has not emerged as that dude yet. Now, I mean, listen. Gary is notorious for kind of playing mind games 
And I honestly don't even know how much input Geary has on who the backup QB is. He might leave that totally up to Doug and Jerry and Kenny Hill. Um, I don't know if he's sitting in meetings every day talking about who's who's edging out and who when it comes to the number twos. But Downing and Chandler Morris and Sam Jackson are all fighting for that spot. Now, Sam Jackson, if he ends up winning that job, you could argue, all right, that's cool. That's somebody who's a freshman coming in, four-star recruit, has turned heads to the point where he's your, your number two QB. But if Chandler Morris doesn't separate himself from Matthew Downing, and I understand it's hard learning a new system, coming in and being the new guy, and Downing has that advantage. And if Gary does, if, if Coach P does have input in the decision, he's obviously someone that in the past, if it's close, has leaned on the experience factor, has leaned on who knows the offense better, who's going to take care of the football, who's going to take less risk. And if I had to guess, I would think Downing is probably the safer choice. But you would hope that the athleticism, the skill level, the talent that Chandler Morris has, that he showed to Simon Highland Park, would outweigh the stability that Downing could bring to the table as your backup QB. And if that's not what's happening here, then I think we got some issues. <laughs> I do. I feel like we have uh, a problem on our hands in that maybe Chandler Morris is not as good or as dynamic as we think he is. Now, again, I get it. He didn't even know if he was going to be eligible this year. I don't know if that set back his development at all or if it set back him learning the offense. But it's an issue. I mean, it's something that needs to be addressed if he can't win that job. I just think it's a bad sign for his development. Now, he's not going to be out in a perfect world. None of these guys are going to be asked to play significant time this year. Max will be the dude, and he'll stay healthy. He'll run the offense. And it's it's really all semantics. But where you are on the depth chart does does make a difference. So I would hope that before uh, that season opener against Duquesne, because somebody's going to play against Duquesne. If, if Max plays the whole game against Duquesne, then something's gone wrong. I would hope by then it's pretty clear that Chandler Morris is your number two QB. Uh, coming up next, I want to let you hear a little audio from Texans Camp. Before we do that, though, I want to tell you about a new sponsor we have, SweatGuard. So this is kind of uh, embarrassing, but I am someone who sweats a lot. Like, I, I don't know. I, I remember growing up, people would ask if I wanted to play a pickup basketball game or something like that. And my friends could, like, play pickup basketball at school, and it wouldn't be a big deal the rest of the day. And, man, it would just torpedo my whole day because I'd be sweating so much. Um, I always have to be careful to wear, like, loose-fitting clothes that are a little cooler. And SweatGuard is a really great product. They're antiperspirant wipes that you use, and it helps you um, not sweat excessively, helps keep your clothes dry, 
And they they say you only have to apply it twice a week. You can get it at CVS. You can also order it on Amazon. If you use the promo code Locked On, you can get twenty percent off your order if you order those on Amazon today. Again, it's Sweat Guard, Sweat Guard, and a Perspirate wipes. Give it a try today. Don't worry about how much you're sweating um, during the day at a given time. Sweat Guard, try it. They're a new sponsor of the Locked On Podcast Network. Segment two of Locked On Horn Frogs on a Thursday. I want to get to some Garrett Wallow audio. Before I do that, though, uh, someone responded on Twitter a couple days ago. Josh Neighbors from Locked On Big 12, he posted his Big 12 quarterback power rankings, and he ranked Max Duggan sixth, and I disagreed with that. I had Max at fourth uh, when I did the show. I think that was on Tuesday, uh, and a couple people responded. I read Tommy's response. Tommy actually thinks Max should be up at number two, which was a little rich for me, but he thinks Max should be right there behind Spencer Rattler. Um, Drip King on Twitter says he thinks Max is either third or fourth. He feels like Duggan and Spencer Sanders are very similar. They're just asked to run different offenses. And I can see that. I mean, I would give a slight edge to Spencer Sanders, but they've both been guys that show a lot of promise and have just been somewhat inconsistent. And part of that is, in Max's case, I think, what's going on around him, but also part of that is just not being able to uh, make throws consistently at this point in his career. Okay, so this is from Aaron Wilson, um, who covers the Texans, and Garrett Wallow, he is uh, obviously a rookie linebacker at Texans camp. He spoke with the media, so here's some of Garrett Wallow speaking to the media ahead of the Texans' first preseason game coming up this week. Blessed to be here. I'm blessed to be a part of this team. Um, and I'm blessed to, you know, come out here every day 
and, and work hard for the team, you know? So the Texans play the Packers on Saturday, and – I mean, I, I don't mean to – well, I do kind of mean to make a lot of this. The Texans are awful, right? Like, they're a terrible football team. They are probably going to be the worst football team in the league this year. Uh, Tyrod Taylor and Davis Mills are fighting for that starting QB job. Deshaun Watson, you know, we, we understand what that situation is. He's in all kinds of, of legal trouble. He still wants to be traded. They've been moving – they were moving him around during camp. Now he's been shut down. So – uh, they're they're a bad team, and while that's unfortunate, uh, I think it is a good situation for Garrett in that he's going to get some opportunities, and especially during preseason, I expect him to see a lot of snaps. So I really hope it works out for for Garrett Walla, who's a great great player at TCU, fantastic leader, um, turned into you know another one of those linebackers in GP system that just thrives. So hopefully he can continue that in the NFL. But I thought that was a good sign that he was speaking to the media, had some media availability this week. That shows you that he's in their plans. And as it was said there, you know, they traded up to go get him. Uh, it was later in the draft, but they traded up to go get him. They spent a, a pretty decent number of picks and capital to get Garrett. So he was somebody that was on their radar elsewhere as far as rookies in camp go of course Trayvon Merrick second round pick by the Raiders uh, a bunch of excitement around him he is running with the ones during camp right now I've been communicating with Q who I, I used to work with uh, he now lives in Vegas and he's actually covering the team and he's been out there at training camp Trayvon's been running with the first team uh, he's making some nice plays and this is a, a good situation he thinks for Merrick being next to Jonathan Abram, who is more of a thumper, more of a guy that's going to play in the box, make tackles, make big hits, punish dudes over the middle, is going to allow Trayvon to use his athleticism, play kind of that center field role at the safety position, try to make plays, and we know he has great ball skills. So watch out for him as the preseason starts. Um, he's going to have uh, – I mean, he should be the starter there at safety for the Raiders. If he's not, then, then something's gone wrong. But – uh, Merrick making some waves at training camp there in Vegas. And, uh, you know, another name, this is an undrafted free agent, but Sewo Awanalua um, was having a nice camp with the Cowboys. He had a, a catch in the Hall of Fame game where he slipped out of the backfield, made a grab, and got some extra yardage. Unfortunately, he sustained a neck injury in the Hall of Fame game, and he's going to be out for a while. So that's really going to hurt his chances of making the roster. But I was watching Hard Knocks yesterday. And he was in hard knocks. Like Mike, They were doing a feature on Micah Parsons, the Cowboys star rookie linebacker. And Sewu and Micah were chatting back and forth because they had been kind of going at it in uh, some team drills where Sewu was running routes and Micah was getting him in coverage. And he burned Micah on a, on a route. Like they were talking trash, they were chatting back and forth, and he went on a little out and up and uh, just left him in the dust. So really sad news that he is – sustain this injury because he was having a really good camp and looked like somebody that might be able to uh, make something happen for the Cowboys moving forward. But that's a little uh, NFL camp update for you with TCU Horn Frogs around the league. We'll wrap things up next. I did want to talk before we go, though, about Rock Auto. Uh, Rock Auto is a great business. It's a great website. We talk about them weekly here on Locked on Horn Frogs. If you need parts for your vehicle, that's the place to go, rockauto.com. You'll get exactly what you need. Uh, you'll get a good price. You'll be able to compare manufacturers, compare prices. 
rockauto.com. Um, they're a big website, but honestly, their roots are they are a small business that serves their customers well. It's perfect for people like me who are pretty clueless about cars, but also folks who do work on their own. Go to rockauto.com today. They have a drop-down menu. Click that you heard about them from the Locked On Podcast Network. Another one of our great sponsors, I tell you about them almost daily, is betonline.ag. Again, football season quickly approaching. Make sure you know where to wager, where to place your bets. Betonline.ag, Lee Sterling from Paramount Sports, has all the info you need. Also, baseball season continues to truck along, and you can get in on some of those prop bets as well. Betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. That'll do it for Locked on Horn Frogs today. We'll close out the week strong tomorrow. Thank you for joining me. Um, this has been another edition of Locked on Horn Frogs, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.